Gorgeous. Bafangula. <laughs> no, but you always want to stay at least oh, a really? fist away. A fist. Give it a nice fisting. Okay. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? To no clue. Yeah, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here though. Yeah, he's crazy, Jake. Who are you? So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another episode. This is going to be a fun episode. I say that with all my episodes because most of them, most of them are pretty fun. But this one is is more than um, exciting because I actually have somebody with me in the studio. That's right. Uh, I've, I've talked about him before on the podcast. He he uh, he does a lot, but he owns a company called Patch Vibes, which you probably hear me talk about. Rebranded as. Vibes.com. As vibes, that's right. Vibesmiami.com is your place to get all the coolest shit from pop culture, fins related gear. Like it's the go to spot. Uh, but go to vibesmiami.com. I've known him for 15 years. Yeah. Long Something time. Like yeah. Big mentor of mine. He's done a lot. Uh, his resume, I, I can't even begin to describe. <laughs> There's so much stuff. But I've had a lot of jobs. That's right. <laughs> Richard Patterson, ladies and gentlemen. Damn, you gave me the official Richard. Yeah, dude, it's, we're very official on this podcast. I haven't heard that since uh, elementary, but well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I was going to throw out the middle name too, but I didn't want to get too <laughs> official. <laughs> Richard Travis Patterson, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Tony? What's up, buddy? Salute, huh? Yes. Yeah, it's Thank fine. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> bon appetito, bitch. Uh, yeah, but this is fun, man. So we don't know what we're going to talk about. So this is probably going to be a podcast where you might have to fast forward like five minutes. We can call it shoot the shit. Yeah. Shoot the shit. Will your sponsors mind if you say shit? No. (laughs) Oh man. But no, I'm I'm glad you're here, man. This is fun. Yeah. We've been been talking about doing it. Yeah. I'm excited to to be in the studio. Yeah. Official. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Batman studio. Yeah, a lot of people when you when you walk in, you see, you know, it's a lot to take in. It is, you know, because it it's it's a lot of Batman shit. Also, probably want to give your viewers a heads up: we might get a wife takeover. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping they for, forgot about it <laughs> by now, because um, they said they were gonna just storm in. And my studio, my studio, to be honest, is barely set up for two people. Yeah, because I'm not used to having people in studio right like i mainly do like what you see on camera right now if you're watching us on youtube is i i set this up just for aesthetics like if you're watching youtube but like rich there might have been another person my buddy ben that came in for like 30 minutes to do something in studio but yeah like my cameras i, I don't have the setup for it but you and the wife do it right yeah but that's different i mean it's like eh I think the what what most viewers want to know is, do you and your wife actually take advantage of this setup in a way that maybe could be looked at as like homemade videos? Like, do we have sex in here? Yeah, and like do the oh. whole camera thing. Yeah, like do we? Yeah. Come on, don't lie to the <laughs> don't lie to the viewers. Do you take advantage of this whole setup and make a fucking real home movie? Well, let's put it this way. You can say you don't. <laughs> we don't. No, okay, we don't. you're missing out. Yeah, like, we I don't. would totally do that with this yeah, setup. For sure. It's a dope setup. Because <laughs> it could definitely get a lot of angles. Matter of fact, I'm staying the night. Do you mind like <laughs> <laughs> just keep just keep it rolling? Yeah. Me and Webby make should. a movie. Yeah, right. a All movie. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good point. I mean, it's a fantastic setup. <laughs> <laughs> well and there's a I have so many different soundboards and stuff so like like if you're doing yeah. really well for example like you could do this you could be like Richie great job yes yes dude I would use that yeah I 100% would use for that for sure yeah and that's my little soundboard shout out to uh, Roadcaster Pro yes for supplying that soundboard it's official it's yeah. official but you know this is uh, this is cool because to actually have someone in the studio it's a little bit different than I mean dude I've what am I on? Like 150 something episodes. I've done like 75 of them virtually. It's different, dude. Well, the one you and I did was was awful. The no, first, it was it was 
prime COVID, like three months into it COVID. It was prime COVID, yeah. I think I still had dial-up internet. I mean, it was... Uh, <laughs> That's true. It was really grainy. Um, like, if you watch that on yeah. YouTube or Instagram when I posted it, it was very... Because no. I had my setup, but your setup was like... Yeah, no, I don't think you even have it available. Trash. <laughs> I might have posted it. I think I might, you don't have it available I might have, to watch. Maybe I posted it and took it down Well, this is going to break records. Today we break records. This is going to be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. <clears throat> but what, what are we going to talk about? We, <laughs> <laughs> what are some things that uh, are, are controversial and that way we can get some views, right? Like negative, negative stuff. Yeah, views. yeah. Cancel culture. All right. So we talk um, about, we talk about... No, we're not going <laughs> to. Well, there's a lot of things we could. Well, first, let's talk about uh, this episode is, is brought to you by Costello de Amoroso. The um, Salud. Uh, a great vineyard the wife and I went to in Napa. Uh, now we only buy wine from them. They ship me a case like every, I don't know, trimester or something. They give me like 20-something bottles of wine. Really? That's the only only way I buy wine. Did you say trimester? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck? Who talks? <laughs> trimester. Every trimester. That's not even like. That's a thing. That's only a thing for 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 something that's going inaccurate. In fact, my last uh, career that I, that I was at, uh, those clowns at Monster, uh, they did everything. Yeah. They said everything trimester wise. Like it wasn't a quarter. Like they weren't talking Q one or they would label everything T one, T two, T three, T four. I would love to scum out my last. Actually, it wouldn't be T four. It would just be T three. I like how you did that. Yeah, I signed an agreement, so therefore I cannot. But I would love to. You know, and I I signed an agreement as well, but the agreement was not to talk shit. It's a great company to work for. I had a really good time, but and it's not just. Monster or any, really any company, but I feel like a lot of companies they preach so much family, you know, uh, uh, you know, when you're with us, your family, like, oh, yeah. you know, like you're with us forever, like all, and then like, and I'm I'm not going to talk about it on the because I did a whole podcast about it. Oh yeah, but the reason I got let go, there's 15 people that I can name at that company that are still there that have done like. You know, things that no company in the world will allow them to do. Right. But because they know people or they've been there for 15 years, like sure. they don't let them go. What I did was like a joke. Yeah. And that to me is not family because, you know, if I had a, which I have a stepbrother, shout out Matt, and a stepsister, but they're not even blood. Right. Like they're not half brothers and shit. They're, but I would, you know, if they asked me for money or if they needed help or if they were in prison, they call me, I would bail them out. Right. These guys that I worked for, you know, didn't even give me a warning. They were just like, hey, you've been with us for a decade, but. You know that comes down to money, right? Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, that's how it it's works. nothing against you. It's, it's well, everything yeah. about money. And that's what I mean. So don't preach family, though. Yeah. You know? I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this. That's with a lot of companies, no? I would imagine. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I had my own thing, when we were working together. Mm-hmm. It was I was with them for ten years, right? And then I worked for um, got into corporate America and worked for Groupon for almost eight years. Wow! In the last few stunts I've had prior to my current employer, you know, didn't end the way that I wanted them to end. And and someone said something to me that kind of registered, in, which was, just remember, when they cut your check, right? You're, so when you receive your payroll or right. you receive your direct deposit. They don't owe you anything, and you don't owe them anything. Mm. Like, if you look at it, like, every time I get paid, right? they paid me for my work, right? And and I worked for my paycheck, and at that point, I don't owe them anything. So it's almost mm. like a bi-weekly agreement. That makes sense. And it doesn't, if you're someone that goes into your career or goes into a job and treats it like a career, and you invest everything into it, but you expect it to be, you know, a long-term thing. Right. It's just not like that anymore. Yeah. Like our dads don't work at Chrysler for forty years or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, like, dude. Especially that if you're in technology. That's right. It is. It is weird how like over the years, I don't know. See, this is I. I always kind of blame it on like technology and and all that stuff. But it's so weird how just companies as a whole have changed so much. Maybe it's because they know we're expendable because there's so many people. I mean, there's seven billion people right. on Earth. Right. So maybe they're like they used to look at the managers at Chrysler, they're few and far between. Like 
you're never going to find a Richard Patterson that works so hard because X, Y, Z. But now it's like you could find a dude that is 25 years old that will get paid 35 grand a year and be a good worker and completely happy. And maybe it's because there's more people. So companies are more, I don't want to say non-empathetic because I think some companies are, but more often than not, yeah, I think it's because they look at you like a number because they know you're expendable. Um, it's you know, basic. Yeah. I mean, but everything is, it's basic business, economics, business supply yeah. and demand. Right. So I would argue that it's not even argument today. It's the other way around. The employee has the power mm-hmm. to, well, I mean, we're living in what they're calling the great resignation, meaning people are fuck you. I'm out daily. Yeah. Like if, if a company is not treating them the way they want, they're not offering them growth. Um, the big thing you're hearing from younger people today is like a, like a reason, like a why, like, why am I here? Like, it's not about the money. It's, it's more about like, what is my purpose with right. this company? So I think more than anything, more, more than ever, employees have leverage. Today, yeah. Right? Now they do for sure. So yeah. I think it just, it's cyclical. Yeah. Right, it seemed like three years ago, five years ago, we were expendable. Yeah, and I don't think it's like that anymore. Like, I I heard that if you want to replace someone who has been with your company for a significant amount of time and you've already trained them, there's something in the neighborhood of like you're paying 140 percent of their salary on your next employee. Wow. So financially, it's it doesn't make sense to retain people. Right. Right. I think that at least in my experience what what companies are now starting to do they weren't doing before was value different skills like soft skills right right like yeah. soft skills like your ability to properly communicate mm-hmm. um be a team player like things that might not show up on a stat sheet right but are what holds companies yeah um almost like glue like glue guys right like super important for companies to succeed that's right like you have a lot of people like that that they yeah. obviously have the soft skills like Someone you want to hang a beer, you know, have yeah, a beer yeah, yeah. with someone that like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's almost like I, you know, to boil it down, it's almost like companies should be. And I think more are getting more, uh, more impressed with the fact of street smarts versus resumes. You just get shit I mean, done. You do. Right? You get shit done. You know what to do. You know what to expect. You know how to communicate with people. Like it's that rugged, like street smart attitude that I think is more beneficial, which is why colleges are hurting and not universities are hurting so much. Right. People just don't want to go to school because they're not getting taught, you know, how to save money, how to buy a house, how to pay a mortgage, like, yeah. you know, 401ks. They're not teaching any of that at school. They're teaching fucking mathematics that you're never going to use. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> companies are starting to understand a little bit more about communication skills are more important, especially we're so... I mean, nowadays it's all social media. It's all, even though you're not face to face interacting with people, there's a certain like quality you have to have, even if it's commenting on a post on social media, like you have to be able to articulate words and you have to communicate with people the right way and feed off their energy. And like, there's a lot of benefits that come from working your ass off and getting experience versus like just going to school and going by the book and yeah, you know what I mean? And companies finally, I think, are starting to. But what do you think changed? I mean, the past five years, not a lot changed from like a social media standpoint. Companies aren't really different. There's been a, you know, a, a vast, vast majority of companies are getting more into technology and stuff. But like, I don't know. I feel like those those companies now are looking at people a little bit more differently. Where you don't need experience at school, if you have work experience, it's great. But if you're 20 years old. And you're right? Like, yeah, how are you going to get the experience? Yeah. I mean, it's right now, it's really in, industry specific, right? Right. So, you know, most of my experience is in technology. So when, when we see, like, recruiters, right, like, they're looking for specifically someone that has experience in e-commerce, right. experience in logistics, experience in ship shipping, experience right. in technology, right? Like, those people are, hard, you know valuable right like and 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 so i think it it, you know it fluctuates right like for example when you know four years ago five years ago an engineer was an engineer right like Mm -hmm. now you have sales engineers and these are guys that are smarter than you and me right they understand the whole technology piece they understand the back-end integrations of software but they can also sell huge right like huge i mean i don't know i think i just think that like everything is everything is changing because what's happening is the demands are changing right Right. so like 
younger people are figuring this out. You know, like if I was to go back to school, I would I would definitely look at sales engineer. Right? Oh, for sure. Because it, they, they cover, you know, two pieces of, of an important industry, which is the technology piece. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it just depends on what you what you want to do. Like, yeah. And you're an entrepreneur by heart. Right. So, you know, guys that are entrepreneurs typically, I would say, are challenged in, in sometimes in corporate environments. Right. If you don't have a corporate environment that wants to let you yeah. take that entrepreneurship mentality and, and be able to like get shit. Go done. with it, yeah. Like I landed recently in a place where they 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 allow it. You know what I'm saying? Like they give you enough resources and, and one of their like their their mantras is creative problem solver. Oh, like that's, that's cool. what they want is a creative problem solver. So if you're someone that that's what you that's what you're good at, right. they're gonna give you the resources and let you do it. Super rare. Right. I think it was Gary Vee that says like the biggest challenge for companies is when they hire talented people, talented people is for them to get out of the way. Yeah. Like you hire talented people, you pay them a significant amount of money. Right. And then you want to micromanage them or not let them do what the whole reason that you brought them in for. That's right. He also says something really great that has always stuck with me over the years where, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a manager or whatever, and I feel like a lot of companies don't do this, but it's all about, you know, Brenda in particular with her job is you got to have a little more empathy yeah. with your employees. Um, and oh, I yeah. think, yeah, and I think that's when companies do preach that family, oh, when you're here, your family will take care of you. They forget that, you know, if you don't hit your sales quota, that you might have other shit going on. Right. Like you might be dealing with trying to have a kid or maybe have too many kids or maybe can't pay your mortgage or, you know, a family member just died or there's a lot of moving parts that are involved. So instead of asking them, hey, why didn't you hit your quota? You should be asking, is everything okay? Yeah, right. A hundred percent. Like, and Dude, there's not a, a lot of companies that do that. Me that the other day. That yeah. that's how that's how he treats it. Yeah, I mean, look, I think what's happening is because the employees are now getting some of that, you know, control back. Mm-hmm. Companies are are having, you know, they have to shift to this to adjust. Yeah. So, for example, you know, we live in a remote world. Zoom. Every, you know, I was telling you this morning, like I'm literally on 40 Zoom meetings a week. Like I'm not even kidding, like not exaggerating 30 for sure, but 40 on on, on a lot of weeks. Yeah. And we came up with something that was like a lot of employees were were like, hey, man, like I can't be on another, you know, in-house meeting. Right. Like I'll meet with clients, but I can't. There's too many. We have to do something. They scaled it down and they call meetingless Friday where unless it's a client meeting, most people are not supposed to like actually book a, a one-on-one or book a meeting for you. That's kind of legit. And because they're protecting your mental health. For and, sure. And, and they what they did is they surveyed the employees. The employees said, hey, this is too much, right? Yeah. And so instead of just, you know, going old school and doing it the way that you've always done or the way mm-hmm. the other companies doing it, they're listening to their employees. That's right. They don't want to lose talent. They say their talent, the talent they have is stressed out and it's starting to affect their mental health, which is ultimately affecting their performance. And they listen, and then look what's happening. Now they have like this meaningless Friday. Now I would say it's in theory easier to to to, to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know people still want to book with you, and of course. But it but it creates the culture that at least feels like they're protecting you. That's right. Well, and not only are you going to get people that are are going to be more productive because they like going to work, but now they're going to stick it out with you. You know, I think yeah. now more than ever we're 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 in a world where. I mean, not for nothing, but you can make a million dollars on TikTok. Right. You got to have a talent. You got to have a skill. It's a lot of work. It's not like you could just wake up one day and be a TikTok star. But there's there's so much like, is the grass greener on the other side? Right. That if you're an entrepreneur and you're a manager and owner, you got to make sure your employees are happy. Yeah. And if that means kind of doing what they want to appease them, not that you're going off script, but you got to do things that are going to be better for them in the long run because they'll stick with you longer. Because if not... They'll jump ship really, really quick if they're not unhappy. And unfortunately, kids nowadays, and I say kids, 20, 30 years old, yeah. if you're in a job, if they're not happy within like six months or 18 months, yeah. they're out. They'll find another job because there's a lot of jobs out there. 100%. And you got to make sure you're doing the the best bet. Like where our parents grew up, like, you know, rolling up the sleeves, getting dirty, working hard. That still applies. But there's so many other jobs out there where you can work from home, get paid six figures. Right. And the company's making a fuck ton of money. Yep. You're making money. And you're at home in your PJs with a quality of life and your mental health is there. Right. And with that mental health there, now your your relationship's better. 
Now you can treat your kids better. Yeah. Now your animals are happier because they're with you 24 seven. They're not locked in crates. Like there's so many benefits to so many different companies. And if companies aren't, aren't adapting to it, yeah. I mean, they're going to, they're going to lose a lot of money and a lot of good people that way. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a, I guess an argument about or, or a difference of opinion on whether culture inside offices, right. Mm. Or, or remote work is better, but I will sure. tell you, there's no question from someone that has done both and done both recently that I'm getting more things done from my house crazy than I can do driving to an office every day. So true. Right? Like it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It really is. And I never thought we'd get to that place Nuts. and I'm not, like, by the way, in a short amount of time, right? Like five years. Well, COVID. Yeah. COVID. And then all of a sudden everybody's, you know, companies Remote had work. to do it and then they figured out it's actually working to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you and I've talked about this before. You know, I think that when you look at companies, there's someone that's a leader of the company, right? Like right. there's a CEO, there's a CRO, there's a C-levels executive. And the question becomes, you know, do they give a shit about you? And and whether they yeah. do or don't do, whether they do or don't give a shit about you, you know it. And so right. I think that in reality, people don't, you know, we, we've said this before, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Right? One like, of my favorite so, things, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And yeah. the thing is, like, I've, with me at least, I worked for three or four companies in the past three years, four years, and now I feel it. Like, I feel mm. the company's got my back, and it makes me want to pour everything into it. That's right. Right? Like, I'm treating it like it's my business. Yeah. You That's know? true. Yeah, and, and there's definitely something to be said about that for sure. And, you know, I, I will say this, though, because maybe someone's dealing with this, but, you know, a couple companies that I worked for before, I spewed, like, 24-7. Like, right. I was, to some people, I was, like, the poster child for the company. Right. right. And something like And then you end up getting kicked in the mouth. And I think the important thing, though, here is you don't change who you are because that's just who I am. Like, I just pour right. sweat because I'm like, I'm the type of same thing with the relationship. Right. Like I've said this before when Brennan was on the podcast where like Brennan and I met at a very interesting time because I was like going on tender, cleaning the house, by the way, it was fantastic. And <laughs> And, you know, Brenda was kind of, she got out of a relationship. She wasn't looking to date anybody. And we ended up finding each other. And, you know, obviously the rest is history. But it's so interesting that we didn't really, we weren't really looking for it. But I've had so many toxic relationships in the past. We all have. Right. That I wasn't ready to get in a relationship. But I go into every relationship to give it my all. Right. Same thing with a job. Because if you don't, then it's a disservice to your partner. Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with other jobs too. So like if you're out there and you're not having a good experience with the job and you end up leaving and finding another job, right. you can't have a sour taste in your mouth with other companies. Right. You either give it your all or you don't like it. There's only two types of people, in my opinion, there's either someone that gives it their all and works their ass off or unfortunately we're running into this a lot now where kids have like an attention span of 10 seconds. Right. And they can't hold a fucking job for the life of them. Right. Or they want to have a job where they're not working a lot, but unfortunately, to innovate and to grow and to to make money in this country, you gotta you gotta work your ass off to make money in this world. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that's a character thing, right? That's right. Like, and and, yeah. and, and you and, can't really teach that, right? I mean, that's you can't. But I also understand people that don't want to invest into people that don't invest into them, mm. right? Um, I yeah, think there was true. a guy that was he had a credit card processing company. I don't. know. He became kind of famous on social media. But he raised everyone's salary like $75,000, like everyone that worked for him. And supposedly like the performance was through the roof and they were breaking records. And, you know, like I think that it just depends on on it depends on whether you feel like you're getting your share. Right. Like that's right. It, it's no different than a relationship. That's if right. your wife all of a sudden decides she doesn't want to do her share. Right. And you're not feeling the loved, love, right? Exactly. You're probably not going to put yeah, it 100%. You're put less into it. So right. I think with companies, because it's a relationship, it's the same thing. Yeah. And there's even this one, there's a couple people I know, but one person in particular was like, you know, they hit, uh, at, it's a sales company and, uh, they do marketing and sales, but they do a lot of inbound, outbound, and they get paid commission and things like that. Also have a salary, but they're like, the company itself has yeah. hit records 
even when COVID hit. Yeah. Millions of dollars year to date, like crushing numbers. Companies making a fuck ton of money. And every year for the past two years, they've been cut, getting cut commissions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that type, again, yeah. this is where we're talking about to where if you're a manager, or your owner, CEO, where you're, you're like, why are my employees not performing as well? Right. Well, it's because your company's making a shit ton of money. Right. But you're not, you're not having that empathy. You're not treating the employees like, yeah, you know, cause without them. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at companies where employees get vested interests, right? Well, like, like public's a good example. All even private if company. It's a small piece, right? right. Like it matters. Cause now mm -hmm. you feel a part of something yeah. which you, you have, there's a why attached to it. Right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. you know, I hear the why all the time now. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. kind of funny, yeah. but there's a why attached to it. Why? Because you feel like you're building something, you're building, mm -hmm. you know, your future, even though you're, you're really just an employee. Right. Yeah. So like, have you ever been to a Publix? The reason why shopping is a pleasure <laughs> at Publix is because every person from yeah. the person that bags the groceries to the fucking manager, everybody has stock in the company. Wait, Did you know that? No. Grocery baggers? Yeah, every every single employee has the option. Let me okay, rephrase. The option, yeah. Has the option to, per which if you don't, yeah. and you listen right there in your bagger pugs, you're an idiot because it's a yeah. private company. So you actually get equity in the company. Yeah. So, you know, if they ever decide to go public, you're going to make a shit ton of money. You remember when Domino's did a thing where it was like, there's something like if you buy it, if you bought a pizza, you'd have an opportunity to like buy into a share or something like that. I do remember that. Yeah. I, I They've always it, been very good at that. I actually. didn't think it worked. Yeah. But it was such a good idea. Yeah. It was great. I thought for sure people were going to love Did you ever that. invest? Did you no, do but it? I like oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like good pizza, but if I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah, I'm not you know, doing not Domino's. So great pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, Domino's, all right. Yeah, it's okay. It's a good hangover pie. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> but that is an interesting idea, right? Like that's the first thing I ask, you know, because when I thought about doing this franchise, remember I told you I was gonna yeah. do clean juice. Shout out clean juice, uh, and I'll probably eventually do that. But right now the market's so like, eh. and then again we talk about employees. It's so hard to find someone that's like motivated to work yeah 24 7 and i don't want to open up a company and do a brick and mortar if i gotta have 10 people and five of them are okay um that's not you know what i want to do industry matters that's one thing i'll tell you it doesn't matter it doesn't if matter you're in a, if you are owning or managing an industry where the, the service itself tends to um tends to attract people that want listen everybody wants to sure do less and make more money of course no that's question. my goal in life yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like, of course everybody. you know and i'm gonna work my butt off till i can get to that That's point right. but some people want to start that way right and, and at 20 yeah so I'll, I'll give an example I, when i had the spa remember when i had the spa oh yeah that's right that's right, that's right. <laughs> so the nail techs were grinders sure like they were going to make commission every every pop, Do they have right? visas like, and stuff too? <laughs> but no, that's why it was hard to get good talent because I didn't have like a, a sure. merch house. With, of course. <laughs> we had like 20 nail techs living in one house. Um, that would have been the move. Break even. Right. Uh, but I will tell you the difference between a good nail tech and a facialist in terms of like work work ethic. And if you are a facialist and you work hard, I promise you this is not for you. Right. But I've had a couple because you you realize how to do a facial right they they put it on right. and they walk away for an hour <laughs> and they sit down and they're on their phone and they it's like they, yeah. it's just not there right. so that same person was calling late rescheduled their own facials they, right. and you know wanted to charge more for let it was just and listen that's a hustle i I'm, sure but I think managing people that do facial, <laughs> I would never do that again. No. Like never, never. Well, because it's that same thing with a lot of people now where they just want that short term, you know, satisfaction to a yeah. lot of stuff. Like it's, I, I don't know where we got to this point because I've never, I know you're not like this, but I've never been like that. Like, you know, and, you know, what, shout expect out. expect results right away. Right. I mean, it depends though. But it's not like it someone, depends. like here's my thing. A good example, shout out Brenda. Hopefully she doesn't walk in, but she'll. Maybe listen to we're, this. Program. We're expecting the white wife right. takeover. That's Again, the title I, of I this. I hope they don't. That's um, the title of this. But we don't episode. want them to though. God. Um, but the whole idea is like the reason she she tells me this. She's like, I don't want to work out because I don't get results. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the guy that worked with the work president said, It's not the nose that bothered me. It's, it's the, the lack of, of yeses. yeses. <laughs> You know what's funny? I confused that guy with the guy who, who was an archaeoleptic. 
<laughs> Even though they're not the same guy. <laughs> I had a sales guy that worked for me, long story short. He was narcoleptic. And so it was like, <laughs> it was outside sales. <laughs> so he showed up late every day, right? Because he was always um, sleep late, like oversleep. <laughs> and then one day, we so they had badges. We had company badges, so when they would go out on, out on sales calls, you knew where where you know what company worked for, you knew his name and everything. So we and a phone number was on there, and so we'd have we'd have customers call. <laughs> we'd have customers call in the middle of the day and say, "Hey, you got an employee out here sleeping." <laughs> I swear to God. Hey, listen, he finally quit. And, uh, I remember the day he quit. He walked into the office and he said, Rich, I gotta, I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, I mean, you're not doing that bad. <laughs> like, I was like, you're actually, he used to get pity sales because he'd be sleeping. Um, But and, the times that he was awake, he was doing good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And so he came in, he's like, oh. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and he felt bad about it. And, and he actually moved on. I don't know what he's doing today, but if you're narcoleptic, I love you. Yeah. I, I know you're working hard out there. Like that's not easy. Uh, it's not a, not a doc on you, but goddamn, that dude was a hard worker. But he was, uh, oh, it was funny. And he wasn't the lack of no, the lack of yeses guy. But no. I always get them mixed. Yeah, yeah. Well, the lack of yeses guy was hilarious. But <laughs> yeah, that was like ten years ago, right? Eight years ago. Yeah. But that's what's crazy is like there's just there's people that don't want to like actually work to make the money. Like, cause I even told you know Brenda was like, this isn't a bash on Brenda podcast, but. You know, when we started Meet Cute, shout out Meet Cute Box. So the fact that we're launching that in July, yeah. you know, it's this membership service. We're both working. So it's a side hustle at nights or weekends. But, you know, I told her, I go, listen, I'm only going to do this. And, you know, when I do things, I go all in. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to fucking try it on Instagram and see what happens. Right. Like, I'm going to fucking get an LLC. Yep. I'm going to fucking get a PO box. Like, I'm going to get, like, look, you see that? What's that over there? Below the monitor. Uh, that's an iPad. Close. <laughs> to the right of it. An old school phone. It's wait, a wait cordless a landline. Because <laughs> I, I bought you, a, you landline have a landline because it's Customer for the business. service? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just have them email you, bro. No, bro. Right. I want a fucking landline. Okay. I got an email address. No, I respect that. Like, we got a voicemail linked up. It's yeah. fuck when it when when I call you, if I have to call you for a yeah. reason, it'll say fucking meet cute. You box. know what Wismo is? No. Is that the internet phone no. call where you change your number? Well, you should know this. You're now an e-commerce business. I don't know what that is. Customer service. Wismo means. Oh, it's third party. No. Wismo means, and this is where your phone's going to be ringing off the hook. I love it. Unless you have good tracking. Get a company that provides good tracking. Okay. You're going to get Wismo. Okay. Wismo makes up for 68% of all customer service time. Really? And Wismo stands for where is my order. Really? So if you don't have good tracking, you're going to get, that phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Well, I have great tracking. I use ShipStation. Shout out ShipStation. But... You can't shout out competitors. <laughs> you can't shout out my competitors. Is that your competitor? I mean, not really. Not but. really. I mean, you're like Mecca. Like, I'm not, like, I don't need storage. Because right. we ship everything from here. That's true. So, like, your company wouldn't benefit me. Because right. I don't need a warehouse, you know. You're like big boy stuff. I'm like. We are big boy. I'm like, you know, little peon. <laughs> but the whole idea is I told Brent, I was like, listen, we're going to do this right. You know, because I don't want to do a whole. Because that landline cost me the same as if I was to do a Google 800 number right like no i mean I'm most of the time they give me a landline for free that's right and that's what i did I, you act like you invested into it no but it's it the came for free with your with your motherfucker, i spent 25 hours on that fucking oh the v-tech no bro oh, just Panasonic. the actual base of it say <laughs> yeah. amazon overnight what are we talking about the point is though okay. the, the, it's the investment into the grind into the grind to get the return and i knew that it wasn't going to be a return right away and it probably won't be if it takes a year or whatever but my point is though i looked at brendan and i said listen are we going to do this and she's like no i love the idea i think it's great i have some great ideas we could really bring some value to the consumers and it's different why in the marketplace does, why did you give brendan i don't know why list. she sounds like that <laughs> brendan and she not sounds really a, white yeah um so, okay, you know, no, she doesn't sound like that. I don't know how to do a brand impression. But my point is, though, she's like, it. I really want to do this. And I go, okay. But 
it's not going to be a quick return. So it's not like just because we we're going to own our own company that we can go out and fucking buy Ikea furniture and we can right. go hard. Like it's going to take a year for us to even probably profit. Are you cool with that? Yeah. That's what I says to her. And she goes, let's do it. Like, okay. So now she's kind of turned the switch, but it's like something where we had to have the conversation because I think she thinks that if we open up a company day one, you're going to make money. <clears throat> Right. No, it's the opposite. And you might not even make money ever. You might have to shut down. No, most companies don't make money. Most companies don't make money. Two to three years. So, and that's where people think the grass is greener on the other side. So there's like, there's twofold, right? Like when you see these folks like a Gary Vee of the world that's preaching entrepreneurship and TikTok, and he's got some really great content. What he forgets though, and I don't, I know he talks about it sometimes, but there's 20 and 30 year olds that live at home that could afford to do that. But if you're 40 years old and you have a kid and you have a family, you have a mortgage, you can't just stop everything you're doing and start a company, right? No, I mean, like, you can. I mean, you, sure you could. It's a risk. It's a right? risk. It's a high risk, high reward. But you got to be able no, to No, it's a high risk, most likely not a high reward. Right, <laughs> right, like, right, right. Yeah. I mean, but you can. That's true. We, were in the, we're, we live in America. You could you do get anything. You a loan for anything. You could do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and no, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it is technology, though, because right. te technology does give us instant, instant that's results, that's right? right. Like you ever seen the Louis Louis V stand up where he's like going on a rant out. He's pissed with people that like Louis take two seconds. Yeah, Louis C.K. Two seconds or three seconds, four seconds to get service. And he's like, you're walking up and you're like walking around. You walk outside. You're fucking screaming. He's like, hey, it's going to fucking space and coming and back. coming back. Like, it's, give it a minute. Give it a. <laughs> hey, but it's true, right? Yeah, like, but true. technology teaches us instant results right. right and here's the other thing i had a boss that was i said to him look nobody here knows their purpose they mm. come in they get a check that's it right they have quotas they have goals but nobody knows their purpose why don't we create like a growth path where if they hit a b and c mm. right um a, B, and C checkpoints, they, they get a chance to either get a raise or they grow or move to another position. Mm. A lot of times it's not money. It's it's about growth. Sure. Right? He says... The accomplishment of feels. He says, I don't, get, I don't get this. You know, guys have been here a year, two years, three years, and they're bitching that they need a promotion. They want to grow. And I said... I almost said his name. I said... <laughs> companies are growing so fast. And yep. they're literally selling within two years. Mm -hmm. So you go private company and you're going, you know, you have technology companies. They're going sure. public within two, three years. In three years, this company's being sold. Right. You don't think it's important to them that the time that they're there, those two years, three years, first year, whatever right. it is, that they have an opportunity to grow? Yeah. Right? right? Like, it's insane. So as much as I do agree with you, the idea of like, you have to have some type of patience. Right. But I also... I'm in the school of get what you want, right? Like, get what you want. If, the, if that company's well, not and know your worth you, too, right? Like that's the thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. You got to know your worth. And you know, uh, a lot of companies I think are starting to kind of, you know, understand like their they employees and they have to, but there's also a lot of companies that are out that are just like, they're not really, uh, not just appreciating their employees, but they're not understanding that technology is the key. And yeah. you got to be up with the times and you got to have the, to retain those employees. Sometimes you have to kind of back up a little bit and, you know, fold under pressure to technology because, I mean, a lot of jobs are getting replaced by technology. And that's not oh, yeah. really a bad thing, though, <clears throat> you know, because the way I look at it is like, again, you look at technology. If we didn't have Zoom, right, you would have to commute to work every day. Right. It'd be 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. Right. But in that 45 minutes of driving, you're dealing with fucking Miami traffic, douchebags cutting you off. Now you're getting angry at those those drivers. Now your quality of life has dropped a little bit because the second you walk into work, now you're pissed. So now your productivity of work yeah. right, is pissed off. So it's like technology might be replacing a lot of jobs, but it's also making a lot of jobs out there better. Yeah, and, I mean, listen, everything's in a, everything changes. Right. So the idea that technology is taking away jobs, yeah. well, guess what? I work for a technology company where whenever we want to add a new feature, mm. the biggest challenge is we don't have enough engineers. So we're taking away, to... right, it's it's always manual work, 
versus automation. Mm. So when we want automation, in order to get automation, you need more employees, which is ultimately more manual work. Right. Right. So I don't know. You know, I think like, I mean, it's to me, it's it's going to take care of itself there when it comes to people losing jobs and all that. Like, more jobs are opening. Yeah, you know, exactly. More, different just, jobs are open. Here's the here's the trick though, and I was having this argument with someone on Facebook, not surprisingly, because that's what Facebook's for, apparently. <laughs> is you know they was it a bot? Well, no, <laughs> you don't know. It was this jabroni that I I knew like way back in right. the Coke days. Um, Coca Cola. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not like Blanco, um, but the whole Perico. <laughs> right. But Mantequilla. the whole <laughs> see. <laughs> But the whole idea was, because uh, I posted something about uh, gas prices, and I was like, I don't know how much gas prices are, because I have a Tesla. Oh, you! This is. You're, but I wasn't a douchebag about it. No, your humble bragging is awful. My humble, but you said it though. I find the line. No, but some but people. But everyone knows what you're doing. <laughs> Not everybody. You do, motherfucker. No, no. You're like, everyone, there's like six people in no, the country that know. A humble brag, if you know. Is it's borderline douchey? Admit it. No, well, it, I would admit it's borderline douchey. Okay. But the whole idea is here's the thing, though. So I say, listen, I don't think everyone should have an electric vehicle. This is what I tell this is my post. I go, I don't think everyone should have an electric vehicle, but I will say it's a little bit better. So I'm always like an objective port. And then there's always some, you know, fucking schmuck that comes up and says, well, we can't eliminate fossil fuels completely because of X, Y, and Z and companies. And oh, yeah. Same dude that, you know, yeah. he, this is the guy that when, like, you know, 4T came out, the Model T, he's like, no, we should stick with horses, and we should do this, and we should stay with horses because vehicle... Like, he's probably that type of guy that would say something like, like that. The, have you seen uh, my guy from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Bitcoin Larry commercial? Dude. Oh yes, that's a great example, Larry David. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, he does that whole what is it E Trade or something? Just nothing better, dude. So great, he's, he's so fantastic. Whoever whoever created that commercial, like fantastic commercial. That guy, whoever that guy or girl is, it, deserves a raise. It first premiered at the Super Bowl and it was great. So good, it was so good. You couldn't pick a better person to do it. Yes, because that is god. him. But that is a great example of like, <laughs> well, well, I don't know. But that's a great example of, because what was it? He did like the Declaration of Independence or something, and they go, "All right, we're gonna need everyone to sign." And he goes, "Do we need everyone to sign though?" <laughs> Maybe I just. Yo, but that's you know it's funny. That's me on so many occasions. That's oh, yeah. been me with crypto, bro. That's how funny it is. That is eighty percent of the pot. Are you crypto? In? Yeah. Damn, yeah. I'm in oh, NFTs, bro. bro. I created my own NFT. Okay, I saw that, and I was like, "That's a fucking really good idea." Yeah. But have you sold one? Well, I haven't uh, even. I put. In, I haven't put on Coinbase or anything. The turtle. Yeah. All right. I like so it. I have it. I have 490 images, but I haven't. Really? Yeah, because you make, you know, one yeah. images in different yeah. layers every time. It's very difficult to do. Yeah, but, I don't want this to turn into that because I'm I'm literally clueless. Yeah. But. I mean, the whole idea, the problem with an NFT is I have a thousand things going on, and NFT you have to. I mean, you have to go on Coinbase or MetaMask or some type of uh, platform that holds Bitcoin, and you have to purchase Ethereum or whatever right, it is. in order to purchase. In order to purchase. Or and, sell. Well, both. And then once you have all that equity, then yeah. you would put it on a platform like a Coinbase or something, and you would sell it. But you have to have like some type of investment into Ethereum or some type of... Cur- so the only thing I have, aside from creating my own NFT, which I plan to launch soon, uh, would be just being in stock so i have like stuff in bitcoin and dogecoin and i have stuff like that yeah but my question is this and i think this is probably as far as we should go and, sure because this is going to get boring yeah. and if we don't know what we're talking about it's sure be, we definitely don't know yeah, let's it's gonna disclaimer be, at the bottom is we're not why is, why is it that the monkeys it's all the monkeys that are the most valuable first one because it's the first one that's the only reason so the versions of the monkeys that's right okay so the whole idea behind I like how Twitter like lets you use your NFT. Yeah. Well, I guess you could do that on anything, but Yeah. But Twitter promotes it though. That's the difference. Yeah. I like that. You know, that. Twitter promotes it. Speaking I mean, of Twitter. Oh yeah, Elon? What do you think is gonna happen with that? I think they'll fold. I think so they'll definitely you, fold. So so I guess the question would be because I'm I have Twitter. Wait, hold on. For anybody that doesn't know. So Twitter or uh, so Elon Musk. Elon Musk 
uh, is now, I think like as of a month ago, owned 38% of shares. Yeah, he just he just bought in. That yeah. One. So that's kind of been in the works because he's promoted for a while and he wanted to do his own platform. But then the CEOs of Twitter were like, all right, dude, why don't you just take some of the shares? He bought a bunch of them. But now it's been like a month and he has zero control of the company with 38 shares, obviously. Right. So we well, just, he didn't want control, I thought. At first. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But then now he's realizing, wait a minute. Why don't I just buy the company? So then he offered Twitter 41. Is it 41 or 58 billion? It's 40 to 50. It's somewhere okay, okay. But it's billion, uh, $48 billion yeah. he offered Twitter. And they haven't said no yet. Right. Like publicly anyway. Well, but, I've been reading a little bit about it. And, and supposedly like even if they do say no, like the stock is going to crash. Like For sure. In which if it crashes too low, you might be able to purchase. But the reason I'm asking is obviously selfishly. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a small amount of stock in Twitter. Me too. Should I double down? I would. Yeah. I would. Because it's, but the thing is, it's going to be high risk because if it right. does drop because he doesn't buy. Yeah. I don't he, know. Here's the way I look I love at Twitter. It. So I, I, you know, there's something called um something bias. Like I, I learned about this very recently. Like social like, bias? Yeah, like you have a, based on the lens that you see things, you have bias, right? Like oh, natural. sure, yeah. And like so, if like, you have an Apple, you invest in Apple stock. Like that yeah, type of thing. so like no, if you think something's really cool, sure. But you're not being like objective. Objective about it, right? So I naturally want to buy on Twitter because I like Twitter. Of course. Um, but I'm 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 thinking about like this is well, I this bought, is a weird time right now. I you uh, could lose everything. I bought stock in Twitter when it was like. I don't know, 20 bucks a share or something yeah. like that. And I think if Elon does it, it'll crash for sure, which is fine. If he buys it? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's what I look at it is because, well, everybody two, says it's going to go up. Nah, maybe. The 58, oh, the 58 is actually what they think is the stock price going to be, not the billion. Right. So I'm like, maybe it'll crash. But if you remember, I think the only time Tesla uh, stocks actually crashed was when he went on Rogan's podcast. Right. Do you remember that? <laughs> It crashed. When he was smoking the blunt. Right. <laughs> no, so, that's when it crashed. Yes, yeah, so it crashed like 20 shares, 30 because shares. Because he smoked the blunt? Right. Because of all the investors that are above 60 years old were like, we got to It pull really out. was because of the blunt? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm it's trying that to... day it crashed. And then it stayed for like two. But here's Damn. my point, though. Same thing with Twitter. If that happens, it'll crash. Mm. But that's when you go hard. That's when the guys that are 20, 30, 40 years old invest in twitter that aren't investing in it right now because the yeah. only people invest in twitter are 45 plus right the ones that are like i don't know if i want to be i don't know if i want to be involved with blunts and you know elon musk he's conservative i don't want to be involved with that but you want it to crash so that way the old dogs pull out and the new folks come in like gamestop same thing happened gamestop and yeah robin hood you remember that yeah, yeah same concept those are all 30 year old nerds that have no idea about stocks that's what you want in the economy is you want it to crash so that these fucking douchebags get out of the market yeah, and the younger folks can get in. So I hope it does crash. Same thing with real estate. Like, I'm hoping it crashes well, so we can fucking yeah. buy houses. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. You need a cooler in here. It's a little hot. Well, the wine no, doesn't no. help. <laughs> I don't mean you need it cooler in terms of temperature. Oh, the cooler that you have in your third living room, I need you need here. Yeah. Because I would know, love to just reach for a beer. I know you don't have enough gas, but it would be cool if you did. Let's just say that. You know why I don't have one here? Because I have it in three other living rooms. Like <laughs> okay. I don't. Humble brag. And I don't. I don't drink beer either. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I have I'm sure wine. Some vegan. Vegan juice. I mean, don't be a douchebag. I have regular wine. Like <laughs> I don't have vegan wine. There is vegan wine. Yeah. I don't have that. <clears throat> I'm not that bougie. But yeah, where's the ladies when you need them? <laughs> nah, totally kidding. Totally kidding. Well, what are we at right now? Just is kidding. this, is this you, sufficient? I mean, I don't know. What are we at? Time, bro. We're at fifty minutes already. You're lying. I swear to God. Okay, we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, this is way too trouble. much. Damn. This is. And it's like a time warp in here. All right. And uh, what do you think about non-compete clauses? <laughs> I think they're bullshit. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> No, you know, let me fucking tell you what non-compete. I, yeah, <laughs> fucking non-compete. You know what I tell you I don't like? But like in the yeah. beverage game, I was in the beverage game for so long, they have you sign non-competes to where you can't, you know, meet up with or you can't work for a competitor for like two years. It's oh, like why? you're that's in. A, I just don't. Like, but it's like you're in the. That's all you know is you're in the beverage industry. I don't get it. Here's what it's to get. 
They want this is what I'm talking about earlier. No, no, I just don't get how it like actually still is a thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. think about it. It's still a thing, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you saw the post that I posted. It was from the Harvard Review that, right. that basically said it was like uh That was a good post too. It was like a I don't want to say that it was a form of like enslaving, you know what I mean? Like not allowing someone to be able to work for a living, like right. in a specific well, that's what it industry. Is. It's it's that's insane it that we live yeah. in, you know, it's 2022. Right. I could work for a company that's based in China. Right. Like I interviewed through the whole through process. I was going to be head of sales for a company that was based in China, meaning they had no office in the United States. Right. Like imagine trying to communicate like the time zones, like, you Crazy. know, everything with a company that was a hundred percent corporate based in China. This happens every day. Yeah. It's not even unique. So I can work for a global company across the world, but if it's in the same industry, company A can Can't say you can't work there. And it's legal. It's legal. It's literally legal. Well, and I think a lot of it has not to literally do. legal. Well, oh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. But I just, I, it's, it's actually a good time to use literally. Yeah, literally. But I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, shared secrets. Right. No, that That's is what it part. is. But but here's my here's my who the fuck knows secrets? Like, right. I, what secrets? What what secrets do you know? Well, you worked at Monster for right. how many years? Uh, like eight. Don't tell me the secrets. But what secrets do you know? Do you know how it was formulated the drink? I do. But here's the trick. Is it copyright? It's I mean, all public information. Exactly. So what's the point? The point is how we operate in a business and how they go to business and how they motivate managers and how like incentives and all this bullshit that a lot of companies do know, but some companies like a monster or a Red Bull or something like that, they they the way they manage their employees is a little bit different. And the reason why Monster and Red Bull and these companies are kicking ass is because a lot of the things they do is correct. And they don't want to share that information, whether it's public or not. But the only reason it would be public is if past employees shared it. Here's my here's my argument is usually a clause like a, a non-compete or something like that is like two years. So if I know their secrets. Is it going to go away in two years? Yeah, like I'm still going to yeah. remember it. So it just to me, it's it's more of a like. Let me put my dick out on the table. It's You're gonna do what I, it's an ego thing. You're gonna do what I fucking say. Right. Like this is it. You're gonna listen for the next two years. You're gonna be my bitch, even though I laid you off. That's all it is. Well, the the I guess one of the things that that this this Harvard review said was the hypocrisy is that in in, in judges in most states, mm. Florida, you know, obviously is Florida. Sure. Right. But is that those are the same companies that are actually doing the poaching. So mm. the same companies that are strict on non-competes will, will, will take you to litigation are actually the same companies that are recruiting employees for their competitors. And and it's public knowledge now. So that's, that's what right. the article says is like, I can go to LinkedIn and say, this, this, this person worked for company A, then got poached and worked for company B. That's right. But company B is, taking another employee to litigation for leaving to a competitor. That's right. Like it's the epitome of hypocrisy. And my thing is this, we celebrate free agency. We celebrate the ability, we free agency within collegiate athletes now, They, which was crazy anyway. Yeah, they, I mean, they weren't allowed to transfer. Like, how is that even possible? But it's, it's what is antiquated, right? Yeah. Now in 2022, you can go to, I could sign an agreement with a college and go to another college. Right. Free agent, when your contract's up, contracts up even if your contract's not up you can negotiate with your current employer or your mm -hmm. current team and if you're a star you can you can actually push your way out yeah right why and is so it not like that in the workforce it in sports and, and yeah. yet in corporate america i don't know this is a complete like no i mean we've been talking about work i think it's very relevant it's, it's, it's just it's so crazy the fact that again this is we go back to and you know not to bring but it's a form of enslavement, right? It's like for someone to to tell you right now, if you if you were a warden at a prison, to say that, hey, bro, I think we need to rethink our prison system. They're gonna think you're crazy, right? It's the same thing with the workforce. Is there's so many companies out there that are just stuck in this like a hundred years ago how it was, 
when well, you're 100 percent right where we weren't it's it, we're not in the right situation where what well, now is be. where the employees need to to, to to actually step up like for example yeah. i would never i'm telling you right now never in my life again sign a non-compete oh it's the worst yeah yeah. I mean, it's not the worst, but it's something that is completely against all principle. Mm-hmm. And and as a young younger person growing up and growing or, or, or growing within corporate America, that's right. My attitude was always like to be like, you know, very hesitantly optimistic and and sure. go into things and say, you know what, like I'm not going to leave this job. Like I'm well, here. I'm going to pour myself into. It. There's no way I'm going to go somewhere else. And the company's going to take care of me. And, right. And then yeah. things happen, yeah, right? Of course. Company has different needs. You have different needs. Right. The market changes. Mm-hmm. Comp changes. Whatever, right? And you're forced. You you Imagine that. Imagine that you've been doing one thing for two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, because you made that, you signed that agreement because you had to feed your family. Yeah. And you're looking for a decent job and it looked like a good job that you can't do it. You can't, you can't make a move. You can't stay in your industry. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's the weird thing, imagine right? Imagine telling an NBA player, sorry to interrupt, but no. imagine playing an NBA player, hey, we understand your you know, we understand that your contract's up. Yeah. But or or or, or you're leaving, you know, for whatever reason. You're going to Houston or Miami or whatever. Yeah. But you gotta go but now you can't play basketball anymore. Now you gotta go play NFL. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> but that's how it that's is though. Dumbish. It's so that's stupid. how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. It's so crazy. Florida needs to get their shit together. Yeah, because well, I mean, it's, it's it's Florida that a lot of times will. It's called a blue pencil state mm. where the judges will look at the um, the agreements and like based on the timelines and based on like what the sure. verbiage of the non-compete is, they'll adjust it, but they'll keep yeah. it. And well, mo- other other states will throw that shit out. Yeah, and you know, here's my thing too with that whole non-compete. The whole issue I see is like. There's so much, like, one thing I love about a company called Minds, M-I-N-D-S, is a social media platform like Facebook, but they actually share their algorithm uh, for their entire platform with the general public. So, like, Google, they don't share any data. So, like, you can't, there's never going to be a company like Google. Right. Because Google has a certain algorithm they trademark and they don't share how they created this algorithm. Right. What Minds has done is created a Facebook that you can go on there and, you know, it's free speech. That's what Elon's trying to do. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's what Elon's trying to do with with Twitter, which is why he offered to buy it, is he wants to make it truly free speech. But Twitter won't share any IP information or any type of public knowledge. And I think a lot of companies are in that, like, no, it's it's the trademark, it's the copyright, it's this, it's that. It's like, dude, if we just make the workplace – companies employees if we make everyone happier right all humans are happier traffic is a little less crazy right people kill less people like everything's better if we just make it all better like we're on the same team if we just make everything but but we're so stuck in this right because because america you got to remember every company you know any 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 organization period right yeah has a leader sure and if the leader is a bad apple of course or the leader doesn't give a shit about it trickles yeah how are they going to create a culture yeah you know many times investors come into companies and they're like this guy's a joke he came up with a good idea let's get him out of here Mm -hmm. let's buy him out or let's you know make sure he's not actually running all the time all the time i work for a major corporate company where I mean, I'll say it, Groupon was, the, the Mason was incredible. He was a CEO, founder. He was a good dude. But the profits weren't where they needed to be, right? Stock price wasn't where they needed. And so when they went public, Board they pushed them out. Them out. Yeah. But he was a good guy and he was a good leader, Yeah. right? Like, so what happens a lot of times is when these private companies go public, they push out good leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't know how you fix that. Well, yeah, it's it's tough. I think we're just all here's the issue I see in general is we're just so for whatever it is, maybe it's movies, maybe it's culture, maybe it's you know, because we stole land from the Indians. America just is always like we have to be on top. Right? Yeah. Like just as a whole, there's there's just something that's embedded in CEOs and entrepreneurs, like a vast majority of people, where they're like this is, this is where non-compete. Kind of, kind of, 
But to me, I look at capitalism like it's you can have capitalism and also a little bit of communism, a little bit of socialism. Like it's possible to find a mix, but we're so like we have to be like number Canada? one. Well, Canada is a horrible example, but yeah, Why? kind of. Well, because free healthcare is stupid because you get the worst surgeons and you get the worst. Everything. No, it's not kind of. I mean, dude, uh, I a mean, lot of Canadians come to the U.S. when they have like major back surgery. Sure, but you will. But yeah, if you go for a common cold, free healthcare yeah. is great, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said about the best I, in the industry going right. to a place where they can that's right. capitalize. But that's what I mean. There's right? got to be a middle yeah. ground. Yeah. There's got to be a middle ground. Yeah. But we're so fixed on, like, we have to be number one. We have to. So when you have these, like, CEOs and these bigwigs that want to yeah. clean house, they get rid of guys like Mason, even though he's a good dude and he makes yeah. money. But he's not hitting the best. He's right. number two or number three. So we got to get rid of him. Squeeze out for profits. Yeah. We got to get rid of him because you're number two. You can't be silver. That's crazy. Oh, you got to win like gold. The overall mentality. Just overall. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Netflix is the fucking king. But capitalism is the reason that we have the mentality. Right. So that's what I mean is, do we really need that? Do we really need that, like, go get it? I need to be the best mentality. Can't we find, like, a notch below? Yeah. I think we all could agree, like, if you work out. In fact, there's a great article of this guy who worked out, literally, a guy who trained and worked out with weights. Yeah. He worked out so hard. He was 27 years old. I wish I could find the article. I'll try to repost it on, on in the description. But he actually worked out till he died. Damn. He was 27. Wasn't, wasn't take testosterone yeah. steroids. He was all natural, but he worked out every day for two, three hours a day. Yeah. And then he had a heart attack at 27. He overdid it. Because why? He yeah. wanted to be the fucking riptus. And he wanted yeah. to look like fucking Zac Efron. And there's this like thing where we have where we have to be the best. It's not always the best thing for us. Like, do we have to be the first one to land on the moon? You ever been to Canada? Yeah. Toronto. You spent time there? Yeah, like a week. In and out? Yeah, like a week. Did you notice a culture difference? For sure. It's 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 different. Yeah. Well, I mean, go to New York versus North Dakota. There's yeah, no, but I think like the United States culture is different than Canada. Like, sure. What I, people in Canada, first of all, I was in Toronto and I love Toronto. Shout out Canadians. Yeah, I stayed there for two weeks and I loved it. Hey. But the cultural difference, I always say, is like, I think it has something to do with the taxes. Like, Maybe. because the more money you make, obviously, the more you're taxed. Of and, course. And they all pay the same, you know, obviously sales tax and all that. That's yeah. not that too, too different in the United States. But it almost creates a less competitive right. environment. Sure. And less competitive in, in, in some cases from a cultural standpoint right. is almost, and this doesn't make any sense, but it's almost a good thing. Like, yeah. to, but, but there's a, there's a balance, right? Like, right. So you don't get the best. So as you said, the best in the industry are going to come to the United States because they want right. to be able to capitalize. Sure. But the culture difference, you can't, I don't, I don't know how you balance both. And, and again, yeah. I mean, you and I are not smart enough to figure this out. No, no. But, but I think there's something to be said about that where, and again, a lot of the stuff I was saying was everyone in the country. Is this boring, by the way, you think? Not at all. Okay. I think it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> this is probably the, the last two minutes have been the most interesting. <laughs> politics and fucking. Well, no, 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 politics. I just mean like in general, here's a great example. Yeah. You ever been to California? Yes. They pay the most taxes. Everything is the most expensive. And if you go to California, everybody's miserable. I mean, hold on. Let me rephrase. If you're not, <laughs> let me, if you're not wealthy, yeah, you're miserable. If you go to like a poor part in Florida or a poor part in like Tennessee, they're relatively happy. They got their family. They got their land. They're good. When you go to California, the reason why California, and New York are the worst when it comes to like the homeless population overall just the price and, and living of everything right is because everyone wants to be the best and they want to be there because it's hollywood and it's california and you know or new york same thing where you're in this you're in the state of states you're in the capital of the country like this is the flagship of the country it's supposed to be the best yeah but tell me how those two states have the biggest homeless population and the most depression aside from seattle because it rains all the time but aside from that so being the best doesn't always mean you're going to live in the best environment. And that's my point is I, I guarantee you talk to every Canadian. I guarantee 99.9% .9 of them are extremely happy versus if you grab someone in the U.S. and you ask them if they're happy with their daily life. Right. 
I think Canadians are more happy. And I don't mean that we should all be socialists. I just mean there's got to be a middle ground to where if I'm in the government and yeah. I, I look at this and I'm like, capitalism is great. Socialism is bullshit. Where can we find the... Your the politics? You know what? Your politics is weird? Hmm. Because it doesn't make any sense? No, it's common sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not red or blue. No, yeah, that's right. We need another drink. I know. Well, should we call it quits or should we get another drink and keep no, cranking? you have to wrap it up, dude. We got, it's 5.30. We got we to gotta cook some pie. Let's do it. But anyway, I mean, this was good. It was good. Hey, there's a takeover. Oh, shit. Are you guys going to come take over now? We're just closing it out. Oh. Perfect timing. Yeah. Toasty. Yeah, we yeah, are toasting. We, I was just saying that. I said we needed a cooler here, and he was like, yeah, it is a little hot in here. <laughs> come here, baby. Jessica, you want to be on camera? She wants to make an appearance. And, you know, four minutes. Hey, hey babe. Hey, Brenda's used to it. Oh, yeah, she oh, likes it. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, he's going to... Tony's going to edit that out. Well, this hour conversation, which is like, it's, it's taking a downspin right now. We're done. Well, because I can't hear you. Jessica, come over here so I can hear you. Grab this mic. Come on, babers. Come grab this mic. Come grab this mic, come grab this mic <laughs> grab babers. This mic real quick. Jessica, I'll come, cut you out with the equation. Come on. Hey, Say hi. Come hi. sing to the mic, babers. Do you guys know that Jessica Jessica has never been on a podcast before? No. <gasps> What's the name of your duet song that we're going to do? <laughs> I'm out. I got to pee. Good call. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please thank Richie Patterson for being on the show, ladies and gentlemen. What up? Press that little applause button. You'll see it right there. Richie Patterson, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, that's okay. All right, that's enough. Stop it. Okay, that's good. Okay, eno enough. Enough. <laughs> Say goodbye, Richie. Goodbye, Richie. Shout out vibesmiami.com, by the way. Check out that hat. Oh, shit. Go closer to camera. Camera's right there. Give me a little swag. Damn. Vibesmiami.com. Uh, you could check out. Uh, Richie on social media, I'll leave his links. But this was fun. I hope you had as much fun as we did. We'll see you later. Peace.